Welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast. I'm Lynn Wilder. And I'm Michael Wilder. And we are here today with Gail Beasley. This is part two with Gail. Gail's currently living in Florida, but she was raised in an LDS home, born in Utah, lived in Arizona, uh, lived most of her LDS life in New Mexico, ended up giving her life to Jesus at a Christian revival (laughs) when she was age 16, subsequently went to BYU for a year, and um, just it just didn't settle well in her spirit to be at BYU after salvation. So Gail, let's pick up the story in your adult life. You ended up marrying a Christian man. Yes, yes, that, that's absolutely right. I did. Um, never went back to the Mormon church. Um, in fact, both of my parents uh, ended up leaving the Mormon church and being saved as well, filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Do you want to tell us how that happened? That's pretty amazing. Um, I like to think it was I influenced it because I was so on fire for God. I was in the word all the time. I was praying all the time. Um, but I, but I, they, they came to the realization that I did that the more they, the more they learned about the Mormon church, the more they learned about the founder, Joseph Smith, the more um, the more I think that they had a check in their spirit that this this cannot be the true Jesus. This, this cannot be this. It, there's just too many discrepancies between that and what the Bible says. And um, they decided to go with the Bible, with the true word of God. And um, they both, both accepted Jesus and and uh, they they have both passed since then, and they uh, their services were in a Christian church. And um, one of their prayers was always pray that all of their children would come out of the Mormon church. Oh, interesting. And so where is that now, or is that something you want to talk about? Well, I, I don't have, I mean, it's no secret. There's no secrets. Um, I, I have one sister still in the Mormon church. Um, I love her with all my heart. She loves me with all her heart. And and we discuss it often. Um, one thing I would like to say is um, if you're in the Mormon church, don't be afraid to study. Don't be afraid to study not just what, you know, in, in in the Mormon church, we get up and we say, I believe that Joseph Smith is a prophet of God. I believe, you know, and, and you go and you and you and you they have these things that you say, but study, study the history of the Mormon church. Study Joseph Smith. Learn. Don't be afraid to actually read. And I use the term anti-Mormon literature because it's really not anti-Mormon literature. It's really just to educate people because when I, though my whole, when I was being raised in the Mormon church, all those, you know, years up until I was, you know, out of, out of high school, I never really knew what the Mormon church believed. I knew what they told me they believed, 
but it wasn't until I read books. Um, there was one, Mama Mormonism and Me, um, that I read, mm -hmm. and just different books throughout my history. And as you start, educate yourself. Educate yourself. Don't believe something just because you're told to believe it. And if if you're given information, it doesn't hurt to educate yourself. You don't have to toss it in the trash. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> you, it's okay. It's okay to learn because that's, that helped me a lot. I, I was told certain things about Joseph Smith from the Mormon church, but I wasn't told everything. And as I studied Joseph Smith and I learned, there was a, what do they call it? Cognitive dissonance. I, I guess, <laughs> you know, it wasn't agreeing with what I had been taught. And, um, you know, Micah says something earlier that Baptists are, are one of the primary people that come into the Mormon church and, and the Mormon church will, it, it seems to be that people, that know the Bible, but don't know the Bible. You know what I mean? They know they, but they don't really know what the Bible teaches. They're, they seem to be the prime people that the Mormon church uh, will go out kind of and out to. Target. Yeah. yeah. Target, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, that's, that's something really, really important. I think for pastors to understand the Mormon church has got seven, 16, 17, million people i mean it's just it's just an astronomical number they've got over 100 billion dollars in assets they're going to be reaching the people that are sitting in your pews on sunday morning those are the people that the mormon church is targeting and understand that and i think it's real important that as pastors of churches outside of the mormon church they need to really educate themselves on what the mormon church teaches and believes because it's these mormon missionaries that are coming to your congregation's home knocking on their door yeah. So you brought uh, up. So, uh, yeah, that's so interesting. When you mentioned Lynn and I remember back in the in the nineties um, when we were in the LDS Church that the uh, uh, our president, uh, our prophet at that time was Gordon B. Hinckley, and he came out with this saying: "says Don't study yourself out of the LDS Church." And he used to say that multiple times, almost implying just listen to the prophet, listen to the your current apostles, listen to your church leaders, don't go searching. And what's interesting is that uh, the LDS church is kind of like um, uh, understanding Paul Harvey. If we all remember Paul Harvey, he would give us a story and it'd be a nice story. And then he would say, and this is the rest of the story. Well, then the LDS church, you get a nice story but you never get the rest of the story until you figure it out yourself. And so the, the fact is that, you know, Joseph Smith, yeah, it was not, not a, a, a very nice being a person in relationship to a lot of things that he did. But what is interesting, just getting into the biblical concept of what Mormonism teaches. And, you know, that was a big thing. Uh, that brought me out was comparing the Bible with the teachings of Mormonism. And it it just got to a point, it just didn't match up. Either I had to believe in the Bible and reject the Book of Mormon and Doctrine and Covenants and Pearl Great Price, 
or I had agree with the Book of Mormon doctrine, covenants, and parole great price, and put the book, uh, put the Bible on the back burner. And you, you can't have them both. And I know LDS people just hate when you say this is another Jesus. And you know, it, you know, they'll say, no, no, we have the same Jesus as the biblical Jesus. Well, if you study Mormonism, if you really get into it, it's a different Jesus. And you know, we. I can't lie about that with what I know about Mormonism and what I know about biblical Christianity is a huge difference on the nature of God. And so that was the factor that brought myself out of the LDS church was I could not reconcile Mormon doctrine with biblical doctrine. And, and that doesn't even count getting into the problems of the early apostles and Brigham Young and Joseph Smith and Parley P. Pratt and all those other people and what they were doing. So, so it's, it's a, it, God has a unique way of drawing all people out and it can be just by the word of God. It could be by history, but what we want to do with the LDS people is study, research it. And if you don't have any relationship with Jesus, give Jesus another chance, come back and look at, what the Bible really says, not what Mormonism teaches about Jesus, but what the Bible teaches about Jesus and say, this is the true God of the Bible, not the Book of Mormon or Doctrine and Covenants as a Mormon Jesus would teach. So um, when Gail was talking about Joseph Smith and his many... <laughs> sins, as many, you know, shortcomings as we all have. It took me to the scripture in 1 Timothy 2, 5, that there is one mediator between man and God, and that is the man Christ Jesus, right? So we shouldn't have an authority church figure. There doesn't need to be a prophet or a pope or um necessarily a man. There is no priesthood authority anymore, according to the New Testament. Jesus is our only high priest. He fulfills that position. And so Jesus is the one we look to. He's the only one we need to look to. And we don't have to care about all the foibles of man. Man's going to disappoint us every time. That's why we have God. And that's why we have Jesus. That, that is absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. So, so in your learning about this new faith, were there any specific experiences you had that kind of illustrate who God is for you or what he's done in your life over the years, Gail? Oh, there's, there's, there's been, there's been many, um, the Holy Spirit, is just so predominant in my life every day. Every day, I, my my first thing when I wake up is is uh, Holy Spirit, show me what you would want me to do today, and please be bold because sometimes I miss it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, oh, I've had so many experiences. When I was saved at sixteen, I had a little one of those little red New Testament pocket New Testaments, and and I carried it everywhere, and I read it all the time, and I took it to school with me. And somehow, um, when I left for college, I lost it. I, I lost it. Um, fast forward about 40 years later, I had no idea what happened to it. Both my mom and dad had passed away. My mom passed away before my dad, and I went back to New Mexico for the funeral. 
And the house was empty except for a dresser and, and a chest in the back bedroom because, you know, they had taken care of everything. And, and but I went back and, and uh, I was sitting there and I was just praying and, and just, just worshiping the Lord. And, and I remember just saying, what, what, who, who am I God? What, what do, what, what, what tell, my life, what is my life? I want to live my life for you. And um, I was just sitting there and, and I just, felt the Holy Spirit tell me go open this little top drawer in this dresser and I did and there was that New Testament and and I've talked to my siblings nobody knows how it got there but 40 years later it was sitting in this dresser and and I opened it up and and I, the verses that I had marked 40 years ago and and the, even I even smelled it just just the smell just took me back and and so there's just been things like that throughout my life that have just been to me, what I would call miraculous, like, like God telling me, you know, you're, you're on the right path. Um, back in, um, 2021, uh, my career has been in, in human resources management. And, uh, back in 2021, uh, it was actually September 23rd. I was, I was considering retiring. I wasn't sure which way the direction, which direction my life should go. I was considering retiring, but and um, the night of the 23rd of September, I, I, right before I went to sleep, I prayed to God. I said, God, can you just give me a dream? How, which way do you want me to go? Because I'm kind of at a crossroads here. And I said, and, and I'm not as young as I used to be. So don't just give it to me in a dream because I'll forget a dream. <laughs> I prayed specifically, please, you know, talk to me, give me something that, that, I, that I will remember. And um, I slept. And then the next morning, kind of that twilight between when you're asleep and when you're waking up, I heard an audible voice. I can tell you what it sounded like. I can describe it to you. And it said, Gail, Gail, said my name twice, and which I found is very relevant in the Bible. Um, we need you in ministry. And I heard wow. that and I jumped up and I ran into the living room where my journal was and I wrote down date, time, exactly what I heard. And throughout that week, I was just on a high. I was like, you know, when you when you hear from God, and you know it's God, and it, and it's audible. And that had that had only happened to me one other time in my life, and but then I started thinking, my goodness, ministry, 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 so many things. You know, um, hopefully not music ministry because I don't sing, <laughs> but you know, I mean, what kind of ministry? Ministry? What kind of ministry do you want me to be in? And the exact same time the following week. I did the same thing and I prayed and I said, I said, show me, show me what kind of ministry you want me to be in. And the next morning, the exact same time, I didn't hear an audible voice, but I felt it as, as though it were an audible voice. And it says, stop legalism. And I knew it was God because I knew what capitalism was. I knew what socialism was. I knew what communism was, but I didn't know what kind of government legalism was. And I'm embarrassed to admit that, but I didn't. <laughs> I was really embarrassed. But So I jumped up. I wrote it down. I Googled it. And of course, legalism is when you believe that through your works and not through the grace of God, you're saved. And I thought, wow, what a perfect ministry for an ex-Mormon to have. And I went in and spoke to my boss. And um, I, I do part-time consulting once a week, but I basically um, have, have uh, retired from my position so that I can go and do God's work the rest of my life. I, want, I just want to be in his will, do his work, do the ministry that he's called me to. And um, I'm very thankful for this podcast because I think that's going to be a major part of it for this opportunity you guys have given me. So, 
Oh my gosh, I love that. So soon after I got saved, uh, someone that I trust a lot, actually in ministry in Utah, in Christian ministry, said to me, if you're in Christ, you have a ministry. He said those exact words to me. I didn't know what a ministry was, like, you know, like you trying to figure this out. But how wonderful to know a God that's so personal that he calls you for a purpose, gave you your gifts and talents for a purpose, opens your life at a certain time for his purposes, right? And then the Holy Spirit lives in you and you just kind of walk it out, not necessarily knowing where it's going, but knowing that it's of God. And I didn't know that personal God when I was LDS. I didn't understand that kind of love for me or that kind of purpose for my life. And so I try to tell new believers, if if you know Jesus, you have a ministry. And certainly the Great Commission is all of our ministry to let everybody know about Jesus, right? And to tell our story, it says in Revelation that we overcome Satan by the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. So Jesus' salvation to us, his gift of what happened on the cross, but also the story that we came from. That's why we do this podcast, right? That people might tell their stories and tell their experiences with God. And they're very personal and they're very real and they're profound. And when you feel that God's reaching out to you, you can just sit and weep because such a love I could not imagine. That, that's amazing because when you think about coming into ministry, Gail, this is this is wonderful. Again, what a perfect concept is to be raised in Mormonism, to go through the you know all the events of growing up in Mormonism, going to BYU for a year, uh, and being you know being saved again, and to be able to explain to people that you know. The concept of that you can work your way to heaven, you can be righteous enough by your own actions to stand before God and say, See what I have done. Is that you know, a lot of Mormons just cannot comprehend the concept of legalism or performance-based religion. And and there's a lot of Christians out there. There's a lot of, you know, so-called independent Baptists and other groups that get very heavily involved in performance-based or legalism of, of things you have to do. You've got to do this to be saved. You've got to do that to be saved. And you've got the experience and you have the knowledge and you have the knowledge of the word of God that you can talk with people and relate it to this performance base and just, you know, make people think it says, what, what can you add on to what Jesus did on the cross? I mean, can you go up to the cross and, 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 you know, Jesus gave it all. I mean, he gave it all and said, well, Jesus, I appreciate everything you've done, but I can add to that. <laughs> no, you can't. And that's, that's abomination. 
we accept his grace. We accept his love. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, you got to go through all these steps. You know, you go into Mormonism, you got to go through all this to be saved. And then you got to continue to do it to continue to be saved. I mean, once you're saved, you are saved. It says in the scriptures that once he has you in his hand, he's not going to let you go. It's there. It's you're locked in the place and, you know, you can't get out of it. And, you know, Paul states in in Romans and Romans, you know, whatever chapter I happen to be reading in the Bible is probably my favorite chapter in the Bible. I mean, you can read everything through, but but Paul hits it very well in Romans. He just talks about in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, he just says, you know, if you confess with your mouth who Jesus Christ is and that you believe that God raised him from the dead, you truly believe that in your mind and your heart, you are saved. It's a done deal. Okay, uh, you know, what is it, Lynn? Is it John um, 6, 24? Is it 5, 24? If you believe and you confess and you, you know, you've been judged already. You have passed over from, you know, death to life. It's not about continuing to work for it or hoping that you'll be saved in the future. It's a done deal at that moment. And that's the good news. That's what we don't have in Mormonism. You're You're saved in Mormonism by becoming a member of the Elder's Church, or just by living on this earth, you're saved at one of the lower kingdoms. But, but you know, you have to work to live in the presence of God the Father. And that's that's not what Jesus taught. That's not what the scriptures taught. And to be able to, con- and there's a lot of Christians that believe you got to do this and this and this to be able to live with Jesus. And that's not great. great. You know, you cannot be saved by being good. You know, Jesus was good for us. He would be, he be, he was righteous for us and we're riding on him to save us. We just have to follow him and try to do our best. But even trying to do our best is not going to save us. We just want to do our best because he first loved us. Now we're going to love him. So that's 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 the good news. That's so much that you can go out and teach people that concept. So Gail, we're down to our last five minutes. I'm going to give this time to you to speak whatever is on your heart at this point, and uh, perhaps to talk to any LDS who might be questioning their faith or seeking relationship with Jesus. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, You know, kind of uh, bouncing back to what Mike said about Jesus and salvation. Jesus in Hebrew means, is is Yahshua. Yahshua actually means salvation. His name means salvation. Mm -hmm. To people that are in the Mormon church, you've got to make a decision. Is the Bible true or is it not true? The Bible can't be half true. The Bible cannot be true as long as it's translated correctly. It it either has to be true or not. When you come to the realization that the Bible is true, you have to understand if the Bible is true, the Book of Mormon cannot be true because there's too many things where they do not agree. Um, 
the book, uh, you know, I mean, I can give you many examples. The Book of Mormon says when Jesus returns, he's going to return to Missouri. No, the Bible says when Jesus returns, he's going to return to Mount Zion, the same place he left the earth. And, and I mean, and there's so there's so many, many um, parts of the Book of Mormon and the Bible that disagree. So, again, you have to make a decision. And, you know, the Mormons believe that they do everything they can and then they trust in this, you know, this crucifixion fiction of Jesus. And, and like you said, Jesus suffered and died a horrendous death for us, did nothing wrong, was perfect, went to the cross, voluntarily died for us. And now we're, like you said, it's like, well, okay, but that wasn't good enough because me as a mortal human being, I've got to do all these things to get into heaven, which really just minimize what Jesus did for us on the cross. And, and uh, that, that's a horrible thing to do. That's a horrible thing to do. I just reiterate study, learn what the, what the Mormon church actually believes, learn what they believe, learn their, learn the history, learn, learn why they do it. They learn, learn the changes, learn the way things were and, you know, blacks in the priesthood and, and study all the things where that the, that the Mormon church has, has changed over the years. Um, and Jesus never changes. It says, and it says in the Bible in Hebrews, it says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. He was not once a man and is now a God like the Mormon church believes. Jesus was with God from the beginning. In the beginning when the earth was created, Jesus, and he will always be with God. He came to earth for a short time, returned back. He sits at the right hand of God. And he's he's our only hope for salvation. He is our only hope. So if, if you didn't see the first episode where we prayed the prayer of salvation, please go back to that. Pray in your heart, receive Jesus. And then, uh, you know, the, the Bible says when somebody receives Jesus, all the angels in heaven rejoice. Receive Jesus in your heart and then rejoice with the angels. Thank you. Blessings. Blessings. My surrender literally changed my life. I, the next day, saw everything differently. I know people have different salvation experiences. Some of them are a slow progression. Some of them are a moment. Um, and yet there is a time when the Holy Spirit enters you, when you give your life to the Jesus of the Bible, and you will never, ever, ever be the same. We beg you to get into the Bible, get to know this Jesus, and consider what will happen to your life if you give it all to Him. Um, everything changes for the better. Grace and peace to you. Until next time. And may God bless. <laughs>